Welcome to the Sales Hacks Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. Welcome to another CPSA podcast. The focus of today's interview is discipline and how being staunchly focused on one's KPIs can separate you from the rest of the sales pack. Our wonderful guest today is sales expert Tom Hopkins, a recognized sales expert and superstar. Tom brings pride, credibility and integrity to the position of sales representative. By the time that Tom was just 27, he was a millionaire salesperson in real estate. He set records that remained unbroken until this century. His last year as a real estate agent, for example, was when he sold 365 homes, the equivalent of one each day, the grand total that he closed at 1,553 real estate transactions in a period of six years. Extremely impressive. Tom Hopkins, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Bill, and it's good to be with you and excited to share some money-making ideas with your folks. Okay, let's do this. So beyond my wee introduction there, Tom, can you introduce yourself a little bit more? Tell us about your career history and the work done at Tom Hopkins International. Well, thank you, Bill. Yeah, I guess my career really started when I did get into the real estate business at age 19. And it was kind of unheard of being a teenager in real estate uh, back then. But I got a license and finally got someone to hire me. And I, I think I really found my niche. And I hope the folks listening are blessed to find their niche in their career. And I kind of say the niche in life is when you find something you love to do that's not work, but you love it so much that you do well at it and you make great income doing it. And that's what real estate was for me. And then, of course, that year that I sold the 365 homes, the National Association of Realtors heard about it from our company, and I got invited to speak at the National Convention in Los Angeles. And I, of course, had never spoken, never dreamed I'd be a speaker, <clears throat> but I went, and uh, fortunately, uh, I just taught basic fundamentals of what to say, what not to say to people, and making a sale. And all of a sudden, my phone started ringing, and all of a sudden, people said, please come out, teach, we want to learn from you. And all of a sudden, I thought, I'm going to write a book, and I wrote How to Master the Art of Selling, and it became a New York bestseller. And then the door opened to where, for almost 40 years now, I've every week flown somewhere in the United States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Malaysia, and put on seminars. And it's been a wonderful experience. Uh, I love teaching salespeople. And it's amazing how the strategies of selling work in every culture, every economic situation, and in so many industries. And uh, my 19th book, which has just come out, Fill Your Funnel, is how to take the concepts of selling into social media, which I think is so important today to expand as the economy and everything changes, that you keep changing and adapt what you do to the times, to the culture, and to the industry that you're in. So that gives you a little background, Bill, and I'm excited again to share some ideas uh, based on what you think your folks should learn. Well, I think there's a lot that they can learn, and uh, you've already stimulated a couple of ideas for follow-up shows, Tom, that we can talk about off-air, so listeners watch your space there. But uh, let, let's get into it for today. So the focus of today's interview is 
is is discipline self-discipline why do you think discipline is the single most important characteristic that, that separates the average salesperson from great and fantastic sales pros well when i first started teaching bill i used to say the d word you must have is desire and a burning desire to achieve success and then after I started working with the people that came to my seminars, following up with them, I realized that the desire is necessary, but the true D word for success long term is having not only discipline, but self-discipline and living a disciplined life, doing what you fear most because the average person doesn't do what they're afraid to do and successful people do the things they're afraid of. That's how they become highly successful. And so I can't tell you the importance of when I heard we were going to talk about the D word discipline. I thought, boy, this is great. This is what people need to have because I don't care what the activity, be it athletics, be it uh, any musician, the people that rise to the top, the ladder of success at the top, they have disciplines in their life. And so I'm thrilled to discuss this with you. Wonderful. Thank you very much. So how can sales pros develop a daily work routine, which you feel maximizes focus on developing a pipeline and achieving quota? How much of one's day should be sales focused? How much should be given to, to self-improvement and how much to supporting the efforts of, of the wider company brand as well? Well, first of all, we all have the same amount of time in our lives. We have 86,400 seconds in a day. No one has any more. No one has any less. The people that seem to accomplish the most in their lives, they are time planning specialists and are very, very organized. And I, I really believe that the people that I see that really succeed, they focus daily on investing their time wisely. And I also believe that they have a discipline every night of writing down or putting into their computer the six most important things in order of priority that they must accomplish the next day. And this one little habit, I started doing it when I first got into real estate and I, I slept better because I had it on, in writing what I was going to do. I woke up more prepared. And it was a tremendous amount of discipline in my life that has enabled me to accomplish the goals that I have accomplished. And I really think the people listening have to realize that your time, effort, and discipline also depends on what your long and short-term goals are. Uh, I had a goal of being a millionaire in five years. Uh, when I got into real estate and I'd written it down, I'd focused on it, I studied and went and found mentors that helped me learn exactly what to say and do in the real estate business. And I think that is the reason why I was so fortunate to set records that then it enabled me to not only be an author and write, of course, 19 books, but to a, to help people have a better life. Selling is so foundational for the United States, for Canada. Uh, most companies uh, would not be profitable if someone at point of sale wasn't helping someone say yes to investing in the product or the service. So what, what do you think are some of the key components of a disciplined sales approach? So perhaps they are being punctual, uh, following up and handling objections, for example. 
Well, for example, you hit it right on the head. Um, discipline means you're always on time. Uh, you are punctual. You can be five minutes late, and some people who are very analytical, they'll be upset and do business with another agent, another salesperson. I also, again, believe you're right. Become a follow-up specialist and do what you say you're going to do. Also, I believe you've got to keep in touch with people. Uh, I would not have sell all those sales had I not followed up with every person that I had met had a, a mailing list, of course, back then, but every holiday I would tie in some type of contact with folks, either in person or on the phone or by email, uh, so uh, following up. And then, of course, you're so right. You have to be a master of handling objections because the average American and Canadian, anywhere in the world where there's free enterprise, they can't say yes to invest money until in one way or another they give you some type of no. So no's are necessary to get to yeses, which is why if you handle objections, you'll close lots of sales and earn a, earn a great income in your selling career. So the CPSA is all about educating salespeople, of course. Would you would you say perhaps that uh, no's are perhaps uh, more important for, for, for a sales education, certainly at the junior frontline levels, than, than a yes in some ways? Perhaps you learn more from, from people who reject you and then you can overcome those rejections in the future. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah. Very good. Very good, Bill. In fact, I, I learned over the years that if you can really understand that people have to f almost say no before they say yes, then learn how to handle that no. Uh, you know, the one that they'll give you, it costs too much. We have a friend in the business. We don't jump into things like this. We're going to sleep on it. We're going to think it over. Well, a pro knows they're going to hear these things and knows what to say. And another thing I think is important, Bill, is you're going to have rejection. That's part of life. Uh, one thing about selling is once you build a following, you have a reputation in the community, companies respect you, you have wonderful clients, you don't have much more rejection because you built what I call a referral base, which is what most successful salespeople in their careers do, where they don't have to prospect because they prospected their way out of having to prospect. Okay, so let, let's imagine that uh, uh, people listening to this show get it and they understand what you're saying. And obviously those people that uh, have been fortunate enough to, to be in your seminars and your lectures in the past and whatnot get it. And they've achieved that self-discipline as part of their sales routine. But what about those people in your office vying for your time? How, how can one block out unnecessary distractions? How, how can... How can you get those monkeys off your back, so to speak, Tom? Well, as you become a top producer, it's, it's amazing how upper management of your company will do their best to let others know that your time is valuable. And, of course, I always helped people. I mean, I've always felt that if a new salesperson wanted to ask me questions, I had people sometimes when I would show homes, they'd come along and ride with me and see how I would handle showing a property. And then if I had an offer to present on a home, I would take them with me. But you have to realize that we all have the same amount of time as I mentioned. Time is precious. And if you're making you know, large income, your time is very valuable. 
And I, of course, believe that you have to, in a way, give, yes. And, of course, I answered lots of questions, as I mentioned, but I also was very focused. And I always said to a person who had, was taking a little more too much time, saying, you know what, I've got so many people to serve, forgive me. I must keep in touch and serve my people. So write down the questions you might have, and maybe we can sit down next week over a bite, and I'll handle some of the questions. And these are the type of things you do, Bill, to free up your time, to not let people get on your back that holds you down and keep you from achieving your financial independence. I must say, Tom, just uh, to, as, a, as a sideline from, from what I've read uh, from you so far, uh, you're, you're a very practical person. You, you, uh, you, you say it as it is. You know, if, if somebody's, you know, they're going to be one of those monkeys on your back. You, 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 you offer advice like uh, keeping your eyes on, on, on the computer. Um, uh, if they come up to you and they start trying to chat to you, looking at the clock, you know, in, in a in a discreet but obvious way, and I, I, you know, I, I do respect that. That that's a very frank and honest way of doing it. Um, now, can you can you explain the idea of um, and I love this term uh, of an interruption log and how it helps you keep focused on sales and and customer service? Well, we come back to the time planning and organization of a top producer. And we realized that they keep track of, of things. Uh, I had a man many years ago when I was young say, pay fast attention to details, and you won't have a lot of big things mess your life up. So I've been a detail-oriented person all of my life, and I did keep track of interruptions. And what that means is you, during the day, have to kind of know what interruptions, how much time are they taking out of your activities, the quality, the time you spend with the people. And I, I, I used to every 90 days kind of sit down and say, okay, what are the things that are interrupting my ability to achieve my goals to keep me from what I want to achieve this week, this month, this year? And so I kept a log on things that were interrupting me or keeping me away from my, my uh, uh, activities. And, of course, I would try every 90 days to kind of clean up things that I – and, of course, you've got to find a mentor and people that are like you, people that are focused, people that are disciplined, people that have an overwhelming desire to achieve a higher level of accomplishment than average human beings. And I found mentors and learned from them. And, and please, all the folks listening, I hope you'll always be coachable. Uh, successful people are and were when they started coachable. They listen to others. They learn by the uh, information people shared who were more successful than they were. Now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you a little bit here, Tom. Um, are the most successful people solely focused on it? hitting individual targets surely there's room for teamwork and 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 you you really mentioned there the importance of mentors so give, giving up some of your time even if it means uh slightly less time to hit quotas to 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 help other sales team members well i spent 3 years managing 18 salespeople and had uh the top real estate office maybe in all of uh california and I had 18 uh, men and women that I trained, I motivated, I hired and, and recruited. And so I was a fanatic about trying to get people who were like-minded, people who demonstrated to me 
that they were willing to put total effort into their achievements. And uh, this was kind of one of the things that, you know, led me to have the top office there. And after our three years of that, I said, now it's time for me to do nothing but find a way to do seminars, to teach people. And, you know, we've had five million folks now come to my, my live training seminars, which has been so wonderful, and it's been a great life. And uh, I've had more fun and been in my niche of life more than most human beings, so it's been a real blessing, Bill. We are already coming towards the end of this particular interview, Tom. Um, before we wrap things up, a couple of last questions for you. Firstly, you, you made your reputation in real estate sales, of course. Can you can you share with our audience today why you feel that real estate is one of the the best options for those looking to make to make money? Frankly, because you know sales is about making money, hitting quota. And and what are some of the unique qualities needed well, to get ahead in property sales? Well, first of all, I, I am prejudiced towards real estate. I had eight glorious years in the business. I not only believe real estate as far as the income opportunity is magnificent, but what's wonderful about real estate is the real wealth is not just selling property, it's owning it, taking advantage of the tax benefits of ownership. Right now, both Canada, United States does give very nice benefits uh, on mortgage interest rates, uh, on ownership of real estate. And so I started buying homes when I was 20 years of age and bought many, many properties and rented them and, of course, managed them. And that has been the, uh, uh, the net of my wealth has not been in the commissions and the income, but more in the equities in the real estate business. Um, I train people in every field of sales, but I will say, based on your question, that if I had to choose anything to do long-term, I would find one of the top real estate companies that had a great reputation in my community, and I would really consider that as my, my vocation, my career, because I, it proved to me to be where I made more money than almost all my friends that I knew in school. And that's because of not only selling real estate, but owning and having equities that appreciated in the last 40 years from little little houses into a lot of money. So that's what I, I believe, Bill. And just finally, for today's interview, Tom, how can our listeners learn more about you? How can they connect with you and, and how can they discover more about Tom Hopkins International? Well, I think the best way is to go onto my website. Uh, listeners can subscribe to my newsletter, uh, read my blog at tomhopkins.com. And, of course, we also have a free resource page where we have some wonderful gifts that if people just go to my website, they can get them. And uh, it's a way I get new people started who maybe financially aren't real well off right now. But, again, tomhopkins.com, and I'd love to have the folks get in touch with us and let us help you go to your next level of success. Well, Tom, it's been a privilege and a pleasure to get a chance to, to learn from you today. So uh, I just want to finish up by saying thank you very much for being a guest on this CPSA podcast. Bill, I think it was great. And thank you and all the best to you, sir. I look forward to talking with you in the future. And listeners, you know this by now. As always, happy selling. Thank you for listening to the Sales Hacks Show. Learn more about the training and benefits from the Canadian Professional Sales Association at cpsa.com.